Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. Now, today's episode is going to be about nursing, but not directly about nursing and about healthcare. However, more of the arena of healthcare, if you will, because at the end of the day, although I am a nurse, I am an individual who has a life beyond nursing. I know, hard to fathom, right? When I, t- I love nursing so much. However, it's true. It's true. And so just like many of you, you have a personal life outside of work. And I think that's really important. And we should have a healthy personal life outside of work. Um, But sometimes work and our personal lives can cross paths. And where I'm going with this is not too long ago, I was asked out on a date by someone who I work with. Now, I did not see this coming, y'all. I totally blindsided, didn't see it. He wasn't on my radar, nothing. Now, was he a nice guy? Absolutely. Polite, professional, nice looking, obviously has a job because we work together but just wasn't on my radar. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. So, you know, dating or relationships or anything like that with any of my coworkers is kind of the last thing on my mind. And part of that is because I am a firm believer that you don't get your meat where you get your bread. Before anyone says that they find that offensive, let me explain. Because similar to going to the grocery store, you don't pick up your meat, make your deli selection in the same aisle that you would pick up your pastry, your bread, or your bagels. They're in separate parts of the store and for good reasons. They are preserved and stored differently. They can spoil differently. There are just things that are just different about them and they should be kept in different places uh, for their benefits, right? And so similar to what how I believe about dating when it comes to work, I don't believe that, and again, y'all, this is me. I'm just having a transparent moment with y'all and hopefully sharing and dropping, you know, dropping some knowledge on some folks who might be considering this. I just don't feel like work is the place for your relationships. Now, coworker, peer relationships, colleagues, academics, clinicians, yes, we are all going to have some form of work relationship with the people at work. However, the relationships I'm talking about is more like personal dating, you know, those type of things like, will you go with me? Will you be my boo, bae? You know, those type of things. Like, I don't think that those have a place in the workplace. And some of y'all are going to disagree with me. I, I know you are, but I'm going to tell you why. Actually, I'm going to tell you my five reasons why I don't date people whom I work with. Now, before I get into my why I don't date people at uh, work, I want to talk, just give some background. So, According to a survey produced by jobsitevault.com, 
58% of employees have engaged in a romantic relationship with a colleague. Now, I will say this. Workplace romance isn't something that is unheard of. I mean, it actually can happen quite frequently. And social psychologists have found that the mere exposure to someone can increase your attraction to them. So to kind of illustrate how this works, you know, if you're at work and, you know, you're seeing someone every day, you know, laughing, joking, having a moment, you may have a tendency to like them more than you really like them. Just for the mere fact that you have more exposure to them, you have share things in common, um, you may know something intimate about them that you wouldn't know, unlike, you know, if you go to a dating site and you're looking to someone to meet. And so those type of things and that repeated exposure to the same coworkers day after day, that has a similar effect on how we will naturally fuel um, more attraction to someone at work. So you're not weird, you're not strange. And this is kind of why, how the, you know, the terms work husband and work wife have happened, right? And some of y'all may have a work wife and work husband. I'm not, that's not what this episode is about, but I'm, you know, I'm just talking about how we can see how something like this may happen at work, right? Now, 18% of employees have reported having a random hookup with a coworker. Now, I'm not necessarily about that hookup culture, but I'm just sharing some facts, right? Likeability factors increase because you're seeing someone, you're joking, you're laughing, you're maybe sharing some stressful, intimate moments, you know, with patient care and telling stories and helping each other out, being there for each other. So you develop the sense of trust and, you know, they get this likability factor going on here. And so whether that turns out to be something of a more sincere relationship or something of a hookup culture, this kind of stuff happens. But here are my five reasons. Let me get into my five reasons of why I don't uh, date at work. And these things are for your consideration. So one, it may affect my work ethic. So when I am at work, obviously, you guys know my my jam is critical care, um, emergency medicine, cardiology, very high acuity things, right? High stress, high risk, low flow moments. I love, that's where I thrive and those are things I need to do. So I need to be very attentive and on the mark. I got to be on the mark. I got to be attentive, paying attention, listening, just very objective, open-minded about what's happening, what could be happening and what we're going to do about it. So I would think that if I was dating someone at work, had a work husband, and we were kind of like playing footsies or kind of just cutesies, flirting, I know myself to, well enough to know that I might get a little timid, might be a little shy, may not be as outgoing as I normally would because I'm trying to make a good impression on someone who I like at work. And that's a no-go for me. I don't have time to be all goo-goo, head over heels in love while someone's blood pressure is slowly tanking, okay? And I might miss it because I'm over here like scribbling, you know, love notes on on my sheet about hemodynamics. I don't know. I'm making this stuff up. But I'm just saying it's something that could affect your work ethic. And on the flip side, let's say you're upset with your bae or your boo or whoever you want to talk to at work. That can distract you too because you can be upset with them and more focused on the argument y'all had at lunch versus what's going on clinically in front of you. And so to remove that barrier distraction, I remove those type of relationships at work. When I am at work, I am at work. When I'm in my personal space doing personal things, I'm in my personal space doing personal things. But I think it's very, very important for patient safety and for professionalism and for efficiency. And so we just don't get in trouble and just get focused on the wrong thing that 
I avoid relationships at work. So that's one. The second reason why I don't choose to date anyone at work is because I don't want to see them all the time. Okay. Now I'm sure it's fun when you first start dating someone, you know, you're excited to see them. You want to be around them all the time. You want to listen to them. You just want to listen to breathe. You want to watch them breathe. You want to watch them eat. You're just like, where are you? What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. And then you're on the phone, FaceTime doing nothing, or you're at work just sitting there doing nothing. And so it's cute at first, but baby, it's going to get old. It's going to get old. And someone's going to get upset that you don't want to sit there and watch them breathe. So, and you're going to decide to do something else and they want you to be there and like vice versa. And so I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to get tired of my person because they're in front of me all the time. I'm seeing them outside of work. I'm seeing them at work. We're looking at each other all the time. I want some time to miss them. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, you know, I don't want to burn out a relationship that has the potential for something to happen, right? So I'm not going to spend time with this person. I'm not going to lose my identity. How about that? I'm not going to lose my identity in someone else because I'm always around them or with them. So that's why I don't work with them. I need some me time. I need some time. There's some times with, there's time for you to spend with your friends, time for you to spend with your coworkers, time for you to spend with your bae and your boo. And I just need some space. And I think that's reasonable. I think that's very reasonable. My third reason why I choose not to date anyone at work is I don't want to be the hot topic of today. I don't want to be on the agenda for huddle, you know, informally. I just don't want to. I, because you know, people talk. Okay. Even if you try to keep it a secret, people talk, people pick up on cues. They're like, what's all this Google eye happening over here? What's this? Why are y'all report taking for so long? And you guys got the same lunch every day. Hmm. Like you guys are always going off together. Like people are going to talk, whether you are official, not official, just trying to figure this thing out. People are going to talk about, oh girl, did you see Nurse Alice and Bobby over there in the stairwell? Like, what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? Like, they're not even on break. Who's covering their patients? Like, I don't want to be the topic. Or if we get into a little tift or a little rift about something, people listen. People pick up on cues. They're like, ooh, ooh somebody's hot, somebody in trouble by just the tone or, you know, because sometimes we don't mean to do it. And again, work is for professionalism. Sometimes if you get a little upset, a little hot under the collar, a little spicy, a little saucy, you might say things a little differently than to your significant other than you went to someone else. And that can be picked up by other people. And I just don't want to be the gossip. I don't want also, I don't want people knowing what's going on with us because, and not that Now, again, I choose not to date someone at work, but if I did, I really wouldn't want anyone to know because I don't want them keeping tabs of when we're happy, when we're not happy, when we're in an argument, when we're in all those things. And I think it's hard to mask those things when you are at work because human behavior is something that's not always predictable and communication styles with your significant other can be different from those at work and the environment is is different. However, your relationship and your communication with the person may not be different. So I just don't want to be the the topic of the day. I don't want people knowing about my personal life at home, what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with. And heaven forbid we get into an argument about something or we stop seeing each other. Then I got to gossip like, oh girl, you know, he used to date Nurse Alice and then they broke up. So now he's dating Stephanie. You know, Stephanie, the one in ICU, she's an SICU. She worked night shift. Yeah, her. Like, mm-mm. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Okay. The fourth reason why I don't date people at work is because 
I don't want people to look at that and that influence their perception of my ability to be professional and objective and fair. So let's look at it this way. Let's say I'm charge nurse and, you know, Bay or who's I'm dating future Bay, right? Whatever is on our unit and he's taking an assignment. Someone might feel like, oh my goodness, of course he's getting all the discharges. Mm-hmm. He's going to get discharged and floated. Uh-huh. He's going to go home early. He's going to flex. Of course, look who's charging nurse. Mm-hmm. That's why, right? So there might be the perception, although this would not be true, that I might be giving the person I'm dating an easier assignment or allowing them to get off of work early or not holding them as accountable as I would other colleagues about the timeliness of things. Also, it could be the other way around. It could be maybe the bay that you're dating at work could be like, why are you so hard on me? Why are you always giving me, you know, the hard assignments, the total cares and things like that? And it could be that you actually might inadvertently be doing these things to try to make people think that you're not being easy on your bay and you inadvertently may be going harder on them and giving them more challenging assignments or being more critical about their timing, their audits or whatever is going on. You could be. And we try to be as objective as possible, but emotions can influence our judgment. That likability factor, or even when you're angry, those things can definitely influence your judgment. And we don't want that to happen. And even if you are, let's say you're being totally fair, totally objective, people around you, just by association of who you're dating on the floor, might think that you're either, you know, you're going easier on that person. Another thing is, now I've always been privy to policies that say you you cannot, it doesn't say you can't date any, most policies, check your own policy at your hospital, say that, don't say that you can't date anyone at your job, but they say that you can't date someone who works directly on your unit and on your shift. Now I've known some people, I've known some husbands and wives that have worked on the same unit, but one work days, one work nights. In other situations, they've worked in the same hospital, but they've worked different units during the same day shift. And so then in those cases, you know, they're working, they're out of sight, out of mind for each other because they're on different places, uh, different units or on different shifts. And then that leaves them time to still communicate with each other on their break, on their personal time, which is when that should be occurring and not during the shift. And I will also say, I've seen them argue, y'all. It's not cute. They're like, you can tell. One day they're walking in together, you know, talking about what they're going to do with the kids afterwards or Disneyland or whatever they had going on this past weekend. And when they're not, when they're not on, on a good pay, when it's not a good day, you see one of them walking several feet in front of the other. The other one is just like, like you see the facial expression, like, I don't want to be here. And listen, they, and they were both charge nurses. And so those were interesting days. Again, this particular couple that I'm talking about, they work different units. However, they were both charge nurses. And I could just imagine being a charge nurse and having a crappy day and your husband's on the other floor or the person you're dating's on the other floor. You might inadvertently take it out on your staff. Don't do that. See, I don't even want someone to think that. So that's another reason why I would not date someone at my job. And just imagine, Let's say you were, let's say you're a lead or let's, 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 Annie, you know, increase the risk. What if you're a manager or director and you're dating a staff nurse? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but 
if you're working somewhere else. But if you're in the same organization, you can see how that might lend to someone thinking that they have more access or privilege than someone else because of who they are associated with. So you want to avoid all of those things because I've seen it actually happen. I've seen it happen. And people can lose their jobs and get fired behind things like this. So don't let that be you. Fifth reason why I don't date people at work is because breakups are ugly. Now, you never go into liking someone like, oh, he's cute. Oh, she's pretty. I'd like to go out with her. Like when you're in that mode, you're never thinking about the breakup. You're not thinking about the breakup because you're still trying to get to know him. You're trying to, you're trying to break in, let alone think of a breakup, right? So you're thinking of all the good things, warm and fuzzy, lovey dovey type of stuff. And so great, right? It's going well, but sometimes things are inevitable. Okay. You're not going to marry everyone you meet. So just like you met someone and started dating someone, you have the potential to break up with them and breakups can be ugly. So it's not like you're dating someone random that you can easily block on Facebook and never talk to again. You're going to have to see this person, you know, every shift, even if they're not on your unit or, you know, you might see them just coming to your actual hospital. Even if you worked in a different department as them, you know, you're not going to want to walk certain hallways or past certain patient rooms because you're going to be nostalgic of when you guys were together. Cause then you're going to walk by and you're like, I remember when things used to be so good as you're walking a patient in a wheelchair for discharge. Cause that's the pathway you and your bae would always walk. It can be traumatic, right? And, you know, not only are you going to feel it, but your coworkers and everybody who knew y'all were dating are going to know that you're not dating anymore. And so then you have, it's like walking the the plank of shame. Everyone knows you and so-and-so are no longer together and it hurts you because you want to be together, but you guys aren't together. Right. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I just want him back. And what are you gonna do? Talk to your coworkers about it. Like they're, they know, they know you're no bay too. So like, you don't even know who's really, who's friend, like who's loyal to who. Because co- I, to me, coworkers are like community friends. They wouldn't necessarily be my friends or his friends because they're community friends because we all work together. We're all only there because, not because we like each other, but because we get paid. I mean, hopefully you like each other, but you're really there to get paid. And where's the loyalty? You don't know where the loyalty is, right? And who knows? One of your coworkers could have been glad that y'all broke up because she had your eye on her, your boo anyways. And because there is no loyalty, that person might start dating the person you started to date. Like that would be bad. And then you'd have to hear about it from everyone. You'd have to see it. You Then if they're dating and then they become a thing, then everybody knows and it's more public shame. And it's just ugly, ugly, ugly. And I want to share a story. I worked with someone. She actually was dating a physician, staff nurse, worked on a cardiac unit, dated one of the residents, internal medicine. So he was kind of like all over the hospital, whatever. They dated for like a year and a half or so. Everyone thought thought that they were going to be destined to get married and stuff like that. Something happened. I don't remember exactly what happened, but they broke up. They broke up and legit less than a month later, he's dating another nurse on another unit. Let me tell you, my coworker was heartbroken. Heart to the broken. Like CPR couldn't fix that. Open heart couldn't fix that. Like, mm-mm. Talk about broken heart syndrome, Takasubu syndrome. Like it was legit, like for real. She was like in heart failure. 
she was so sad. She was so brokenhearted. And when she would go to work, like you could just feel the sadness. And then he's internal medicine. He's still going to see patients on the unit. So can you imagine having a patient assignment and looking up to see that your ex is the provider for that patient and you got to call them? You got to do patient care rounds with that person? The agony. How about the disrespect? I got to look at you, someone who I thought I was going to marry, who we're broke up and you're dating another nurse on another unit. So quickly after that, like, listen, it's ugly. I don't even want, (laughs) I don't even want to go into details, but you, you get the drift. You see how messy this can be. And so to avoid all that drama, all that headache, all that heartache, and when your mind is elsewhere, you're not focused on the patient to prevent any potential harm to the patient because your heart's going to be broken and that's going to be harmful. But to prevent harm from the patient because you were distracted because you were you were crying and couldn't see beyond your tears to know that that wasn't two units of insulin. That was seven. Like, I don't. Whew, let's not go there, guys. Breakups can be really, really ugly. And, you know, when people move on, we don't like it. But if you're working with them, you got to see them every day. It's going to be hard for you to, you know, kind of mend and move on because you're going to have this daily insult, daily reminder. Unlike I said, like social media where you can block them. You don't have to see them. You don't have to be reminded of them. You can be reminded of this mojo every single time, especially in patient care rounds. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. And then don't get so upset that you, it affects you so much. You call out sick, your attendance, your performance starts to decline. Uh Uh-uh. Work is for professional things. You are a licensed nurses. You are licensed healthcare providers. You are there to do your due diligence and take care of patients and to help rescue them or help them in their life journey if it's choosing to, you know, hospice care, whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever you are destined to do, whether you are managing the CRRT, the balloon pump, giving insulin, doing an assessment, helping them to the bathroom, doesn't matter. You need to be in the front and attentive of what's going on with your patient at all times. And you can't do that if you're over here, you know, tapping, playing footsies with someone under the table, writing love notes or, you know, I don't know, just doing, just doing Google Gaga type of things because you're, you think someone's cute on your unit and you're starting to date them. So those are five reasons why I choose not to date people at work. Now, again, 58% of employees have engaged in a romantic relationship with a colleague about 18% have reported a random hookup with an employee, and even almost one in five employees who are in committed relationships have had an affair with a colleague. Mm -mm -mm. Ain't that something? Don't be that nurse either. But you can see, like I said, the likability factor. You're around someone, you have similar interests, you build trust. It's very easy to fall in like with a fellow coworker, and you may think, you know what? It's rough in these dating streets. It's hard to find someone on, on Tinder or plenty of fish or grinder, whatever you're on. And you might say, you know what? It's convenient. I'm at work. I'm going to work anyways. Might as well. Don't do it. Don't do it. At least my recommendation uh, would be not to do it. And I've explained to you why I don't do it. So I'd be interested to know what you think. Now, let me also say this before we end out this podcast. I'm not going to say that relationships never work. According to some studies, 22% of people have found their significant others at work. Okay. 22%. Still. Less than one in four chance that it's going to be you. I'm going to heed to the statistics and play it safe and, you know, do my dating outside of work. I don't know what you're going to do. Let me know what you're, you know, I'd be curious. 
What do you think, guys? What do you think? And although I'm talking about healthcare in the nursing unit, in the hospitals, you know, this isn't necessarily just nurse to nurse. It could be a nurse dating a, a doctor, a phlebotomist, you know, someone in central supply, just someone at work. Okay. It just always hits a little harder when it's someone on your unit who no doubt you're going to be seeing, you're going to be working with, giving reports to, you know, I don't know. Some people might try it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Which by the way, I will kind of close back out to the example I started with. Gentleman was super nice, reliable at work, professional, handsome guy. But for me, I just chose not to. And I just, you know, nothing, it's not weird or anything, you know, because he was respectful in a way to kind of express an interest, but then kind of left the door open that if I wasn't interested that, okay, it's cool. No worries. That we could still be cordial and we could still be friendly, which we still are at work when we occasionally do see each other and at work. So there's that. So if you are going to shoot your shot at work, don't be weird about it. Don't make it awkward. Hey, shoot it. If you miss it, keep it pushing. But let's continue to be professional about it. Let's not be petty. Let's watch our communication. And above all, let's make sure that we remain professional colleagues. Okay, guys? But let me know what you think. Let me know if dating in the hospital, dating at work has worked for you. If so, maybe you got some tips that you might want to share. Let us know. You can email me at nursealice at nurse.org. And as well, follow me on all things social at Ask Nurse Alice. And do me a favor, if you don't mind. Go ahead and go to your favorite podcast listening platform. Like, rate, review the podcast because that helps get the numbers up and helps me to get in front of more people. Hey, and I'm just asking. So do you, do sis a favor, okay? I don't ask for much. By the way, shout out to nurse.org so much for being a wonderful champion of nurses and healthcare professionals. Couldn't make this happen without them. So shout out nurse.org. Visit their website. It's the show, guys. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every single one of you. I really, really do. And make good choices. Please be kind to one another. And until next time, guys, live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.